1: It's Britney, bitch. I see you, and I just wanna dance with you. Every time they turn the
2: Um, this is the Britney episode, and what, what were we just hearing?
3: <clears throat> that was Gimme More by Britney Spears.
2: Great. Um, we have a third mic on the show today. His name is Fake Miller. He's our lawyer, and you introduced us to the fair dealing concept. Yeah. Which is?
3: Fair dealing is a defence to copyright infringement. It's not actually a kind of use of action in itself, but if you're infringing someone's copyright, like using a song... On a, using someone else's song on your podcast,
1: mm-hmm.
3: it's a kind of blocker to them suing you for copyright infringement. There are, diff- there are several different types of fair dealing, and one of them is criticism review.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: And if you're criticizing or reviewing a work, a copyright work, then it's likely that will fall under fair dealing.
2: Thank you so much. Wow. Wow. Mm. The more you know. Yeah. What do you think of our lawyer, Fake Miller, Lucy? Love. Love the input that he'll create.
3: Thanks, Queens. Yeah. You keep me young. <laughs>
2: So the
4: reason you're on today is because we're talking Britney Spears. Mm, of course. And obviously she's been in the press a lot at the moment with the hashtag Free Britney movement, which kind of came around a year ago. I think. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, and it's all under all about the conservatorship. Cons-
3: conservatorship.
4: Conservatorship. It's though. like
3: legal. It's just like a legal guardian. Basically, she signed over her life to her dad.
4: So is it like human trafficking ish? No. Okay. Almost it is in a way, not. It's been... Wait, is it like... In... I...
3: The equivalent we'd have here in the UK is like a power of attorney. But it would be more... A power of attorney is usually like a short-term thing. Like if I'm going on holiday and a contract needs to be signed, I'll give you power of attorney mm-hmm. to sign it on my behalf. This is like a much longer, more extensive, more invasive right over someone's mm-hmm. financial and proprietary affairs.
2: Yeah. It, well, it's... There's a person... there's the control of her person and the control of her estate. And yeah. at first it
4: started as a temporary conservatorship of her person. Because of was... the 2008 breakdown, right. when she shaved her head, right. et, cetera, et cetera, Yeah. But then now I think it's it's been since 2008. So yeah. she,
3: she asked for this, presumably, or it was kind of deemed no. necessary no, um, by the it court. It was
2: kind of forced upon her. Right. And in America, with like the constitution... That directly invade. It, what's the word? Opposes their fundamental rights as Americans. Um, what does? Th- to have power over someone else. Right. Because they were all about being like, unless you're mentally incapable or like old or like in a coma. Yeah. Um, and she was meant to have five days to find her own legal counsel to like yeah. oppose it. Yeah. And they didn't give her the five days. Yeah. I and know. I
4: think it was because they um, also were saying that she was deemed unfit to even have a lawyer. Yeah. So then it was like all of these loopholes.
3: This was back in 2008. In
4: 2008. Right. And then... What actually
3: happened to her then? Why is she she having this breakdown?
4: So I think it was just the press at that point. I think we had it here in the UK with Cheryl Cole and a few other really big celebrities with the paparazzi when they go mad and just follow you everywhere. Diana. Diana,
3: mm. yeah, she was just
4: being followed so, by the press, but it's well, no, like really, like harassed, by harassed, press. and it
2: was beyond that because her entire life she has been micromanaged by her parents, who her dad started out alcoholic. They were divorcing. She's been used her entire life
1: mm.
2: in varying degrees yeah. to make money for other people. Even by Disney, she was exploited. They we discovered the other day she got paid $185 a week when she was on the Mickey Mouse Club, which amounts to like less than five dollars an hour. And she was on, like, national television at that point. And as a,
3: what, well, 15-year-old, like something.
2: Younger, than, like, as an 11-year-old. Okay. And she's just been exploited her entire life. And then she blew up. And then pictures of her were just, like, the most valuable thing. Because they were saying before social media.
4: Mm. Oh, yeah. What's the famous quote as well from the paparazzi? If he got a picture of Britney and her baby it would be, he'd like have a house in the hills, so it was like a quote of being like, that's how much it's worth, millions. Yeah, Diana-esque. Yeah. Really it
2: was, yeah, and everyone's obsessed with her, it made her life a living hell. Um, She was incredibly controlled by her management, by everyone, and then she just flipped out and kind of almost as this, like, I'm gonna finally have some independence, shaved her head, which looking back on it is actually really understandable. It was very pre-corona quarantine. I might mm. do it now. <laughs> Lucy's <laughs> shaving her head. Kind of reminds me
3: of unorthodox a bit.
2: Yes, I thought that as oh, well. I seen mm. That. Mm. But then she ended up locking herself in her house because she was also going through a divorce and had just had two uh, babies. Right. She'd had her second baby. She was basically having postpartum <clears> depression. <throat> she wasn't being allowed to see her children. The night she shaved her head. Oh,
3: right, oh yeah, that's She very was very going nonsense. through
2: so much personal stress, all of it being publicly like flashed everywhere. Like when you see clips of how she was hounded by the press, they're like everywhere, wherever she goes, she's surrounded by like 50 men who are all like nothing to do. it. It's Imagine. just so, you <laughs> felt like me, just sounds so alienating all the time. <clears throat> Having a breakdown was completely understandable. She ends up losing, uh, locking herself in her house with one of her sons as a kind of, she was on drugs or something.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And then they 50, 51 her, 51, 50 her which is like a a mental health thing where they like strap her to a gurney and then take her to a hospital. Oh,
1: right. And then from then on,
2: that's when they um, created the temporary conservatorship. Right. And then that became permanent over her entire life and has been in place up until now. Dad's gaining, the lawyers, everyone's gaining off her Mm. to the point where it was making me think we're even exploiting her. Like Mm. this podcast isn't, like everyone's like, look at those horrible paparazzi men. But it's only because like everyone in the world's interested in her. And I feel like we're doing the same thing. And
3: this is a call for justice though. I wouldn't feel that. Exactly.
4: I I I mean, it's almost like the Truman show
2: kind of filled. No, no, it's like we're, we're just as bad as her dad right now. We're trying to get people to listen to our podcast. We're using Britney. We love Britney, but we want to, (laughs) we, I want people to know that we really care about her and want what's best for her. Like Mm. she doesn't need to make another song ever again in her life. She needs the help. She needs help
1: right
2: and we'd i'd rather she just like got treatment and was freed from this very scary sounding conservatorship because it could be the wrong thing for her or it could be the right thing
3: yeah well some
2: concerns about that
3: she could still be (laughs) demented as i was saying pre-recording yeah i've been on her instagram Mm. in preparation for this Mm -hmm. show and she seems fucking mental
2: but her so, Instagrams could be from could be controlled by someone else making her do stuff mm, that's not yeah, her. Yeah, I
3: actually saw that online as well, and mm. she responded to that theory directly. Yeah, with a
2: really weird video that was like, "I'm actually the happiest I've ever been in my life," and like a body language expert said that she looks really nervous. She's like rocking backwards and forwards. Oh, she right. looks off
4: screen and it's like,
3: "Oh man, yeah, this is a juicy, juicy conspiracy." And also, theory. to be I like honest, it.
4: I think a lot of the captions don't seem like, and it's like. They've been scripted. The, yeah.
3: cap- the captions are yeah. identical to my mum's WhatsApps. There's <laughs> absolutely there's nothing out of the ordinary about her. Oh, captions. that's normal. Her captions were unsurprising in that uh, they're familiar to me from other middle-aged women online, but surprising to me in that she hasn't got a sophisticated social media team who are just pumping out all of her shit. Mm.
2: Yeah, it's the level of fame she is. Her post
4: there's something up with it. Like, and have you seen all the? Have you heard of all the conspiracy theories as well? Of like. People write, like, wear yellow tomorrow if you are if you need help. Yeah. And then she wore yellow. <laughs> and then she wears yellow. <laughs> right. It's like, that is quite creepy. And her, eyes,
2: her eye makeup is always really, like, not done. Her hair looks not done.
3: But what... Sorry, what do we think this is a cry for help from? So... Legal conservatorship.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Slavery. Yeah, she's being used... Well, her album was called Circus. We made this comparison in another episode. She's being used like a circus animal.
3: Right. Like... But to some extent, and I'm not if saying if an is,
2: elephant, you'd be like free the
1: elephant. Yeah,
3: but like when you sign up to those sorts of contracts, like any recording contract with a record label, you have an obligation contractually to release a certain amount of albums or do like promo shit. You are an animal to that extent. Yeah. Same with a footballer. You know, a yeah. footballer just being traded or is contracted to come in and train and then play and then they are pieces of meat to some extent.
2: But this From has gone a step further because it in, it's completely invasive into her like mental state. Because yeah,
3: fair. Though this doesn't—I don't know much about this, but you're right. This doesn't sound.
2: Well, we were looking at how all of Britney's fans basically have become experts in like yeah.
3: conservatorships. Yeah, love
4: that. It's amazing. Sorry, Lucy. <laughs> no, I was gonna say yeah. Me and my sisters went to see her perform in Las Vegas, and she was really like what you were saying. Like it was like um, rich. Re- she looked amazing. She was dancing, ama- but everything was like. I don't know, it just seemed like a robot. She wasn't like herself. It was as if it was someone else, mm. which is like almost maybe t- the downfall slowly through the last four years. Yeah.
2: Um, I'm really impressed by her <laughs> fan base, though. Like, everyone cares so much about her. Like, Yeah. People have
4: gone in on... Yeah,
3: her. What, what's missing in their lives?
2: No, it's just so Britney so means a lot.
4: Sorry, can we just really quickly, though? Ago, it is really shocking. I said, hey, why not give it another shot?
1: But while I'm at it, I just
4: wanted to let you guys know the five most
1: important
2: things that you
1: need to bring
2: when you go to the beach. A towel. Is it a joke? Or is it... A dog and a hat. I'm going to go to my jacuzzi now.
1: Oh, that one's so weird. Oh, my God.
2: What? When you look at old interviews of her as well, she's
4: completely different Mm. when she speaks. Even, like, she was on X Factor and was completely normal. Was
3: she? Yeah. As a judge?
4: Yeah, Yeah, in America. Oh, my God. Yeah. And all of
2: these things. Why she
3: was normal and Yeah,
2: yeah. And that was apparently when she was demented, but she was fully working and was, did not seem demented. Jesus. And Oh,
3: man. Paul Brian.
2: And one of the really good things they raised in one of the documentaries is there was a clip of her talking about how, like, she feels. It, this was in, like, 2005. She was like, I feel like I've done quite a lot musically and i'd love to just have a family one day and like settle down and make life just not about me but about someone else and like raise a family Mm. and then she starts going mental as soon as they start taking her kids away from her and she starts having these custody battles and you can see that that's so important to her like her children she just it wants to be a mum. But people, it's just people are too invested in her, like,
4: financially. So does she to, live with uh, her, her kids now? Her. I don't know if she even is allowed to see her kids now. Also, sorry, but on this topic, how, like, ironic and horrible is this? Apparently the son of her did a <laughs> TikTok and was like, tell all about my mom. Just give me as many followers as possible. Like. <laughs> Just to get followers, he was like, gonna tell you everything about my fucked up mom." It's like, that's so rude. Everyone is using her. Yeah. This is the here. Even, Even her, her kids. son. Even her kids just oh. want
2: TikTok fans. No, the guy who comes out best in all of this is that Chris Crocker guy from YouTube who was like, leave Britney alone. Oh, yeah. That was that's amazing. amazing. He, was completely, oh, yeah. he was completely right. He was like, she's amazing. She's this amazing singer <laughs> that we all love. We all are entertained by her and people just abuse her, hound her, mock her, and like he starts crying because he actually understands her pain.
1: And how fucking dare anyone out there make fun of Britney after all she's been through? She lost her aunt, she went through a divorce, she had two fucking kids, her husband turned out to be A user, a cheater, and now she's going through a custody battle. All you people care about is readers and making money off of her. She's
0: a human!
1: Leave Britney alone!
0: Do
2: you want to talk to us about the song you chose?
3: Gimme More. Yeah, my favourite song. I would say that just for the iconic opening. It's, it's, Britney bitch. it's Britney bitch. Yeah, mm. yeah.
4: Which is just... it just starts strong, doesn't it? Oh,
3: it just grabs you. Mm. Yeah, I love a strong start mm. to a song.
4: And I think it had a lot of power to it because it was like her comeback as well. So mm. Oh, like really? Just saw her going off the rails, and then like she had that. What album was that? I think it's Blackout. Blackout. Yeah. yeah, which was actually
2: very well reviewed when it came out. Yeah. Britney's songs all start so strong. All the other songs you can recognize from the first chord. Mm. Like, if I go mm. dun dun dun. What are you thinking? Toxic. Yeah, 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 yeah. So do you have any fond memories of Gimme More?
3: Gimme More I do like it. I do like the beginning, obviously, for those reasons, but it does, yeah, it does kind of take me back to being in year year eight, year nine, being in discos with girls who were way more developed than I was at the same age. <laughs> and just like being terrified, like walking through with like you know, those kind of like half filled disco floors and there's like sweet counters on the side. <laughs> Maybe and a like, smoke
4: machine. Yeah, maybe a smoke machine
3: going off every now and then and, like, some fat guy DJ who's just, like, <laughs> intolerable. And just like, just, like, not having any clue what to do and giving yeah. you more being on the background.
2: Mm, I think about this a lot, about Britney's lyrics are very intense and yet they were the soundtrack to a lot of our childhood. Yeah. Almost weirdly, like, foreshadowing what was f- later to happen to So Toxic, for instance. Yeah. We would have been, like... That, I don't know how old we were when that came out but that was basically like these are all the relationships you're going to have Flora and you don't even know it yet and mm-hmm. I'd just be dancing there innocently with like Harry yeah. Rose oh it's kind of What's like Rose do you remember <laughs> I
4: want to have sex on the beach and everyone be like it's like why, why are we dancing to yeah. there as like actual children yeah. Yeah. yeah should we go to Lucy's first song um what? yeah so I'm going to go with just her first song um Britney Jean Spears, born in Mississippi, went to New York, joined the, sorry, I'm just giving the background. No, great, we love the it. The Mickey Mouse Club in the 1990s and then after that um, joined the, what was the, uh, recording company? Jive Records. Jive Records, sorry. Mm. Where they really, like, she used to have when she was younger as well this really like strong, deep voice and then they kind of made her into this very babyish yeah it's a child voice child voice so this is hit me baby one more time nice. <laughs> song again it really reminds me of like young primary school would have made a few dances up to that
2: yeah 100 percent. but i recently did karaoke to um hit me baby one more time and i was like these lyrics are so powerful
1: Mm. and it
2: was like is this this isn't a bubbly song that was sold to us like the reason that song is so successful is like this is intense like my loneliness is killing me I still believe oh, right. that you will be here and you will give me a sign. It was when I wanted someone to like come back to me, and it was like this. It was all like self-delusion. It is, is quite intense. Mm. Uh, and hit me, baby, one more time. Like hit, baby, what?
1: <laughs> is that I what that you? is?
2: Well, it's because it was written by a Swedish person, so they don't speak English in quite the same way. <laughs> but that mean, is why lyrically they're quite strong. Because if you said if you spoke English naturally, it wouldn't sound like a lyric. Yeah. Anyway, I am interested by how she was teamed so early on with Max Martin, like, she must have been amazing, like, people must have known she was going to be big, because they put her with, like, Max Martin is the genius behind All Pop. Like, do you she's... think,
3: like, in that in that scenario, do you think, not necessarily she's irreplaceable as the singer of that, but, uh, you know, like, Christina Aguilar wouldn't have done, wouldn't have achieved the same success with that song as Britney?
4: I don't know whether as well. Sometimes I, I know they say this, but some artists are like just very moldable, and I feel like she was quite a moldable artist, so they were able to change the way that she spoke. Uh, sorry, sang, and whereas, say, Chrissy Aguilera, her voice is very like it's her voice. It's like you right. you'd recognise her, the sound of her voice. Mm.
3: You're probably not getting Adele doing this.
2: No, no, no.
4: I think the reason that Britney endures though is why this
2: song is good. It's why she her parents thought she would be good. It's why people still really, really want her to be okay and want to look after her. It's because I think she does have a natural performing instinct and is really sincere and means it when she performs. It's not like a piss... It's never ironic with her. And yes, it's a really good song, and yes, Christina Aguilera could also do a good job with it, but there is that little extra X factor thing about Britney that is the
4: reason that people love her so much. But do you think this is also tying into our conversation before that it's to do with her vulnerability? So I'm saying moldable Mm. and I actually mean probably vulnerable because that's also really like as an audience you're like you naturally attach yourself more to someone who's showing vulnerability Mm. and I feel like she does more than say Christina Aguilera maybe Mm. because she's more like Headstrong, yeah. Whereas britney seems quite airy and like it's like the big eyes, they're a bit Diana esque. The eyes, and like. again, going, yeah, and that's a such maybe... Diana
3: mood. I, mean, it's it's really the I, know, I know, I've been yeah. watching, it yeah. As a song, though, it's weird because it is a bit sad, really sad, but also it does make you smile. I think it would be a good running song, just like mm. melodically,
2: yeah, yeah. Before, Even the choreography yeah. is so like how we used to dance mm. all the time.
1: Yeah, I'm, doing
2: a, I'm doing my arm to the right in like a jabbing, flat, a horizontal yeah. jab. Staccato. <laughs> yeah.
4: I, I just think, I don't know about you, but it's weird to watch the video now, because mm. it does seem very, what we were talking about before, that it's like going into that kind of paedophilic can I mean, me? yeah, we, let's
1: talk
2: about paedophilia, please.
3: Yeah, um... <laughs> <laughs> Our listeners <laughs> The listeners are going to be like,
2: great, I'm
4: on pedophilia. a run in the, in the rain.
3: Well, paedophiles are going to have to learn to run, I feel. Either for catching or escaping purposes.
4: <laughs> it's just weird to watch it in terms of, like, how things have really changed over the last couple decades.
1: Yeah.
4: How that was seen as okay uh, as, she as was, a 16 year She was 16, year 16 in there, To yeah. wear quite a we- like, very sexualized schoolgirl outfit. Mm-hmm. That wouldn't be a thing now.
3: I don't know. Have you been People on TikTok? People do
4: wear sexy outfits. still. yeah, TikTok, yes, but not TikTok like an actual music video. Like
3: yeah, yeah, true.
4: I don't know. Her choreographer.
2: So you know who's obsessed? Who was obsessed with Britney Spears in the later part of their career? Michael Jackson. Mm. And the guy who was in the Leaving Neverland documentary, he was like this amazing. He was called like Wade. Something. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, I amazing him. dancer wade then became the choreographer for britney and for n'sync and all those like moves they're all wade they're all passed down from michael jackson like paedophilia is at the heart of this culture (sighs) it really is like that instinct
4: runs through everything hollywood
3: is institutionally paedophilic
4: i think it genuinely is Mm. i mean it's, it's it's interesting i know what you mean it's weirdly like the young, but there's like, sexual
2: yeah. element. I think maybe Ariana. Ari- the way yeah, Ariana yeah, yeah, looks yeah. like a child.
4: Yeah.
2: But then everyone likes it. And people weirdly are like, we love her. Mm. Isis, don't you dare come for her. Like, suddenly <laughs> she's the bastion of the West. <laughs> um,
3: I knew we'd go on to Isis. Yes.
2: Anyway, <laughs> should I move on to my song? Yeah. So obviously I love Britney, I could choose literally any song, but when this song comes on for me, it really helps my running. So maybe you're at the mid-run point, you need a bit more like, oomph, this is...
1: It's Britney Spears with what? Pick up, work, and work now. You wanna hot buddy? You wanna blue, buddy? You wanna maserati? You better work, bitch. You wanna run Sit Look hot in a big You better work, bitch. You wanna live fancy. Live in a big mansion. In you better work, bitch. You better, you better drop this You better drop this
4: You better drop this Never to rock Um So Brittany's work bitch What do we think of that? What do we think of that? Uh, I really song? like it Really really For me It reminds me of being in like a nightclub, still wearing hug boots, that kind
1: of Right,
4: right. Same. Yeah, same, yeah. You know when you get like sort of forced into like a weird club
2: in Europe and there's no one there? Yeah, I I do
3: get quite European vibes from that. Yeah, yeah. It's a bit like Getter, Euro party fuck.
4: Was this in the David Getter kind of era? I think maybe, I'm not sure. It feels like that kind of like Ibiza club. It was written by
2: Will I Am. Of course legend well, or con- one of the co- contributors
4: I'm going to say something mm-hmm. I'm happy he's gone same Where's he I'm gone? so happy in music Will I Am was just, just such he, an embarrassing like, he looks like a Lego character <laughs> like I all his outfits made me want to vomit much. in my mouth it's like where who is his stylist himself probably absolutely uh, a so little
3: something called the future
4: just... <laughs> he needs a
2: conservatorship <laughs> yeah. and I would change some <laughs> of his words.
3: I'll be his conservator <laughs>
2: I hate I would hate to be Will I Am's conservator. Oh, it'd be so hard. <laughs> you just have him as like your responsibility. you would be like, Will, I don't know what to do with you today. Like <laughs> put you in a little robot. Will this way? I just think Will I Am had too much control. Mm. Yeah. It's good we got rid of Will. Yeah. Him. So I chose that because it's really good for when you're mid run and you need someone I don't know about you, but I like it when there's someone kind of manically screaming in my ear, like get on with it. I like the
3: message. I do like the message. <laughs> I think the message could go down well today as well. Work, bitch. Yeah. Shut up. Get on yeah. with it. Yeah. You want a fucking gay?
2: Well, it, I think Get it's, it. it's mm. almost a very like conservative, that's right, free market message <laughs> of like, go, You're running. Done. If you want a nice car, you have to work for it. Fuck you for not trying hard yeah. enough. Yeah. Like sometimes you do just. Personal responsibility. Yeah. Sorry, I'm just gonna I, take us back. 2020 research mm. done by sportshoes.com. It was found out that the song was the most popular song for running. What? Oh my God. And I genuinely had responded to that. It sets a decent running pace of around 3.5 miles an hour and offers some motivational quotes to enjoy as you go. So. <laughs> i'm sorry that i've just tapped into the
4: zeitgeist
2: once again
1: yeah
4: so lucy (laughs) it's your turn okay so my next one is el famoso oops i did it again again um released in 2000 um and yeah i think i like the end bit as well with the titanic Mm. reference
2: huge (laughs) her and titanic are linked for me in my brain they're like very of the same era so Mm. like the fact that she references titanic Mm. makes perfect sense
4: so titanic was 97 Mm. so it's three years later yeah and also obviously the that was for me the most iconic outfit the red lycra And yeah, no, for me, it's just, I I think that's her best song. For me, that's like the most, like, the melody and everything is so catchy. Mm. I
1: don't
4: know, choreography, everything.
2: Amazing choreography. Again, another Max Martin song. Um, Max Martin and Rami Jakob, the Swedish guy. They've just got such a strong culture of pop writing in Sweden. Um, I think kind of descended from ABBA, like, a lot of that. Yeah.
1: Um,
2: And it's just where people just go and just make huge hits
1: mm.
2: and yeah lyrically the song refers to a female who views love as a game and she decides to use that to her advantage by playing with her lover's emotions mm.
3: Mm. I quite like that <laughs> and from like you
4: were talking about earlier I feel like you don't get that from women a lot Fleabag <laughs> yeah early Yeah, yeah so it's
3: like it's kind of meta fleabag because fleabag is kind of like moaning about it
2: yeah britney's like oops fleabag obviously yeah. you did it again I yeah this-
3: oop- but oops is kind of ironic in britney's mm. like oop. you know in the video she's like oops yeah
1: <laughs> oops i guess Fleabag's played with your like, heart
2: oops i killed my best friend by sleeping with her boyfriend
4: yeah yes. that's another level that's fleabag also do you not oop. find like what we were saying earlier in the sense of like how much money they spent in those days, on, music on the videos, videos, yeah, love that. Mm. It's like crazy. Love mm. that, but
3: that was huge. Yeah, oh, that, was that was
4: well, well it was worth, it. worth it. And also,
3: they were making so much more from like the sales mm. of the actual physical yeah, that's record. So
4: true. So this is before Spotify. Yeah, yeah.
3: This is before all of that. Is actually. this
4: before anything?
3: This is, she. Pre-napsed she basically, them. yeah, she blew up at the at the best possible time. Yeah, because I I can, I can remember
4: set. getting this album. Like, with my pocket money. The CD. And the CD. Yeah. And being so excited. Yeah. And then coming home playing it, like, on repeat.
1: Yeah.
2: I'm just looking at some reviews of it. Um There were obviously positive ones. Someone saying it was similar to Michael Jackson described the track as a harder carbon copy oh, yeah. of Baby One More Time, easily as good as her breakthrough single. But then negative one saying... some Another reviewer commented that it amounts to nothing so much as a jailbait manifesto. What? <laughs> Ludicrous, ludicrously derivative. Of "Baby One More Time," <laughs> nominated for the Grammy Award for Best Female Pop Vocal Performance at the 2001 ceremony, but lost to "I Try" by Macy Gray. Oh Ray. my God, That's a song? Fair enough, mm. that's a massive song. The track was what's adi- a song. The track was additionally nominated for the Favorite Song at the 2001 Kids' Choice Awards broadcast on Nickelodeon, but lost to "Who Let the Dogs Out?" <laughs> oh, by the Hunter. That one. was a fun era, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but oops, I did it again. Is Cre- so credible compared to Who Let The Dogs Out how could you
3: could you imagine how fun Christmas parties were at this time <laughs> yeah this they were pre- amazing this was pre camera phone or, yeah, yeah, yeah. or even mobile phone really like
4: yeah. white toast Cigarettes. So much
3: white toast, cigarettes indoors. Yeah, mm, yeah. Jesus Christ, office parts, were going nuts.
4: It's kind of like our old um, podcast of saying how like simple life was. Oh, so simple.
2: To 2020. Also, sorry, just a what year? Right, eh? just i yeah, no. <laughs> this re- thing all? researching. <laughs> Spears came up with the concept of the video. Brittany herself, she said that she what wanted to concept? be on Mars, dancing on Mars, and wanted to be in a red jumpsuit. So. As much as she's, like, controlled by other people, all her best ideas probably come from her and Max Martin. Sorry, that's just me getting quite no, defensive. No, that's, that's nice. Like I love her. And I think she's just left to her own devices, like, great fun. Goof,
4: she's quite goofy and fun and just knows what people want. But I feel like what happened was... Because this is 2000, isn't it? Mm. But then as soon as 2008 got in, it was, like, vultures around her. We're like, mm. okay, this is our chance.
3: It is cold, though, to be fair.
4: We We
2: ruined... Britney like we were given a nice thing this like lovely girl who just wanted to entertain and perform and then we just savaged her like the public interest in her was so much the demand for her was so much that we just ended up breaking her so like when someone gives you a toy and you just break it so like, well you can't have that you you're not responsible enough and we, we broke Britney
3: right,
4: <laughs>
2: thank you so much thanks so much fake ciao gang so I've done work bitch which is um a really good running song but i'm just going to go straight back to my absolute favorite britney song of all time which you already know <laughs> which is lucky Aww. um even this saying it I makes me quite emotional Lucky from Oops I Did It Again, another song written by Max Martin, Rami Yukab and Alexander Kronlund, who also wrote um, if, you, if You see Amy. Um, but yeah, I took it really seriously. I feel like with my songs I often get a bit like morose and we will... I just want to keep you motivated, keep you running, obviously. Um, but I, I really related to this song a lot. I feel like, I always talk about how I get depressed, but it is just about a privileged girl who has depression. And I was always told I was like lucky when I was growing up, and then I'd always be like, well
4: and I can't complain about anything, because. It's kind of the same for me as um, the, the whole thing with the mask of Christmas. And I feel like anyone who suffers in general with any kind of mental health thing, like I'm a very anxious person. So for me, Christmas is this time where we're told we are happy and that is it that is mm. the only emotion that we can feel mm. so then if you are feeling anxious at that point which loads or if you're feeling down or whatever it feels so jarring to be yeah. feeling one way and yet you're being told you have to be another and that's kind of what you're talking yeah about. like in a really like
2: sincere way when it's like, but why does she cry like I remember I like similar to what we were saying before about how like her lyrics are really weirdly like you listen when you're nine and then you end up feeling them when you're 14, but you're mm. they're so embedded in you, like, from when you're nine. Like, I remember when I first started getting depressed, like, I just thought of the song Lucky quite a lot, and I felt like that was going to... You, you know, people take the piss out of Britney Spears so much because she's Britney Spears. But I was like, fuck, these lyrics are, like, so <laughs> on point. Mm. And it was just such a sad song. And again, like you said, it was, like, the vulnerable side of her because it was, like, about this girl called Lucky... "Quote unquote," who was basically her. Mm. Literally from the beginning, all her lyrics have been about how she's being exploited.
4: Like, it's just been there, straight for us Mm. to read. Like with mental health in general, people are always like, "But why do you feel like that?" Exactly. You've got this. You've got that, and it's like, okay, clearly you've never suffered from anything because if I could switch it off in an instant, I would. Mm. So I feel like she's at a very early point as well because I don't think mental health was really talked about in the noughties, but like it really, for me, just sums up mental health and the, yeah. like, misunderstanding of it.
2: Yeah. Her target audience was all girls who were relatively, probably, like, suburban, middle class. Like, a lot of people would have done, like, fine on paper. And you don't have, like, a clear reason as to, like, why, as you get older and, like, become a woman, like, all these intense things are happening to you. And I just found lucky... Has just come back to me throughout my life, and then I, one of the shows I did at the Vaults Festival when I was like performing as one of the characters I have called Emily Dampcushion, like she came out and did a dance, or I did a dance at the beginning of the show, (laughs) and it was too lucky. I do choose songs like, if ever I'm doing anything on stage, like I do choose them deliberately because if there's something that really means something to me, because like it helps me feel confident and feel good, and like Britney has always been someone that has like been there for me as like a presence, like from a very young age, she was like a truth. It wasn't, like, a choice whether you liked Britney Spears or not. If you're a young girl or boy, like, she was just there.
4: Yeah. It's like, a solid presence. I agree. I've, like, got memories of me, like, going down to HMV, Mm -hmm. buying one of her albums, say this album, coming back, listening to it, like, lying on the wooden floor of my bedroom and just, like, hugging myself and, like, I don't know how to explain it. You just would be so amazed by her whole, like, just... It was almost like the Harry Potter yeah. thing. It was yeah. just, it was the era. itself. Yeah. if you, you, there was no other option almost as a yeah. woman. I can picture. Can you picture yourself with this song as well? Like yeah, yeah. How you felt and everything. Mm, mm. And
2: then that bit with the guy who's like, I'm standing outside the arena waiting
4: for Lucky. Oh my
2: God! Go. Like, that's just seared into my brain. And and even in the video, it shows like, Britney's like the narrator in the video, and then there's this movie star Lucky, also played by Britney. And Britney's like looking at Lucky, being like, I'm here for you. Like, I like she's almost her own protector, and it's just so sad in light of like what's actually happening to her now that like she doesn't have anyone doing playing that role. Like, it just feels like no one's doing for her what she was doing for Lucky in the video, yeah. and it's actually, really upsetting.
4: <laughs> no, no, I I'm get really that. worried about her
2: and hope she's okay.
4: So, my f- final song, Toxic. Nice, nice. Um, I think just because I love the sassiness Of the song um, Again this is kind of Then going into the era Where she's gone in Records company Sorry Is projecting her As like a sex symbol Not the virgin That she And the like The young beautiful mm, girl mm, That she once was mm. um, So I'm just gonna Quickly play it <laughs>
1: Mm-hmm.
4: Um, love the music video again is her on if you remember on a plane yeah amazing um, serving drinks in a kind of futuristic outfit
2: wow some of the refrains in the song were inspired by pieces of classical music such as flight of the bumblebee
4: oh my god okay so this is from the album in the zone 2003 so this is just slightly after again this is in stockholm the studio Sweden. Sweden. Your yeah, your like ancestry. It. Yeah, my ancestry from Sweden.
2: I just respect them so much for taking pop seriously. Yeah, it's really hard to get right. A lot. It's just one of the most parodied genres of all time in yeah. terms of, but it's like not considered cool. But mm. it is so hard to write a good pop song.
4: Yeah, that's so true. Um, so yeah, I mean, it signifies to me kind of this era of Herb kind of not giving a shit. So kind of, I think this is post or around the time of when she went on stage with Madonna. Oh, well. yeah. Iconic. Uh, iconic. Um, but yeah, what does it, as in like, what what does it remind you of? Wow, the lyrics are relevant to a lot of people today. As a Wikipedia says, lyrically, Toxic
2: talks about being addicted to a lover. And it is the amount of people that are just in the worst situationships or like, where you become obsessed with someone, but it's like, doesn't it's meaningless, like there's not actually a substantive
4: you're never going to get married, you're yeah. never going to have a long term relationship with that person like, but I think it's the it or yeah similar like I, I for me, toxic relationships almost like describe a similar similar emotions that are actually completely different, you know mm. when someone's like, "Oh, he's so jealous, that means that he's so in love with me when he's so protective, that means he's so in love with me. Mm. that's, for instance, a toxic relationship, yeah. because it's showcasing jealousy and protectiveness as the same as being madly in love with someone. Mm, It's abusive. Yeah.
2: People wouldn't connect with her as much if her lyrics were just like, I'm sexy and I'm happy. They are like straight up like, I'm really lonely. I fucked you over. I'm addicted to you. You're toxic for me. Like, that's like a sort of direct line to people's like most deep worries and fears.
4: It was initially offered to Kylie Minogue, But she turned it down. Ooh, okay. Sorry, Kylie. Not enough for her. I just, yeah, I loved the song. I loved the, once again, I'm just a massive fan of her outfits in most of her music videos. Yeah, yeah. For me, this one was really strong. It was very, like, confident and sassy.
2: Mm Mm-hmm,
4: yeah. um, In comparison to some of her older stuff. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm, yeah. And it has that classic Britney thing of, you
2: know it's a Britney song. Like, from, like, one second of it. Like, like, boom. Her songs have such a strong identity. Each one. I don't know. They're just a different class of pop. They're, they're so good.
4: Yeah. I think but there's been so much um, attention and the, and the fans have been fucking amazing oh in my 2020. God. What a year, but there's been some things that hopefully will... Really switch things up,
2: yeah, yeah, including
4: this situation and for the California state in general. So hashtag Free Britney, hashtag Free Britney. We're definitely on her side. Yeah. So wherever you are on your run, mm-hmm, wherever you are, um, we're gonna give it. We're gonna come to a close now. Mm-hmm. Maybe get on your foam roller or mm-hmm. do some nice slow stretches. I'd really recommend a pigeon stretch, which you can look up online. Um, it's great for the hips, which is often a tight and neglected area. Um, from running and yeah focus on your breath indulge in the endorphins Mm, indulge in them endorphs um we hope you have a fabulous day it's britney bitch
0: My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com.
1: I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun, for the chance to redeem
0: some serious prizes, press 2.